With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester, and with me as always is Akiva Wienerker. Akiva, how are you today? I'm excited for the NBA playoffs. We've uh, talked a lot of NBA the last couple weeks. We really didn't talk NBA ever before that on this podcast. No, well, this podcast was ostensibly a football podcast. We just we can't talk talk about football every week during the off season. It doesn't do anything for us. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it's it's an exciting time for the NBA. I'm obviously in a great mood as a Timberwolves fan, so things are looking on the up for the first time since uh, 2004. Yeah, I mean, maybe next year you'll win 31 games instead of 30. Yeah. I feel like that would be a big oh, improvement. We, uh, to be fair, we only won 29 this year. But, you yeah, know, I'll, we won I'll still give you 31. And... <laughs> oh, man. Some really small victories. I mean, the NBA regular season is so relevant when your team win- has won 50 games for 20 straight years, and there's never a doubt whether you're going to be in the playoffs or not. It's really yeah. hard to get too worked up about the regular season. Like, the Spurs won a game last night that they were actively trying to lose against a team that was actively trying to win. It was bizarre. Yeah. All right, uh, this week we're going to view the NBA season. We're going to talk some NBA playoffs. We're going to make a bet where we're each going to make our predictions for the NBA playoffs. Uh, Akiva, do you want to uh, sort of let us know what's what's on the horizon in the next couple of weeks? You promised, yeah, I did. Yeah, way. I, did, I yeah. did say that this week would be the uh, 100 uh, greatest television show countdown, but I forgot that the NBA, play, the NBA playoffs started Saturday, so we kind of have to do this this week. But then very in the next, like if you're hearing this now, in the next few days, we will record that 100 greatest TV shows. Uh, we both have our list ready to go. We've had fans send in lists. If you want to send in your list, even if it's just like a top ten or top twenty, well, well hold on. Top so, yeah. so, so you, um, you know, you had mentioned in last week's podcast if anybody wanted to send their own list, they could. And we had mm-hmm. a few people submit top ten list, and you know, to which I said, please, like when you're dealing with Akiva the self loathing nerd and, and Alex the virgin, we don't do top ten. We go hundred deep. Yeah, uh, we go so, hundred deep. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> only one fan so far has sent us a a list that goes hundred deep, and <laughs> so I I, I got to give a shout out to Jim Crumley, who actually he, his list was bigger than mine. He had hundred and six shows on his ranking, and then he had like another twenty or thirty shows unranked that he also enjoyed. Okay, for next week, and then in two weeks we have our big uh, draft special. We're gonna have we actually that's gonna be cool. We're gonna have thirty two um, fans the, coming the back. The thirty two fans coming back in one day. Fans, in one day. Yes. Who drafted, uh, who who predict, you know, did their preseason uh, p- podcast for us. Yeah, and I said to Akiva a couple days ago, I said, listen, Akiva, let's get started now. Like, the Titans know they have the first pick. What are we waiting for? And he's like, oh, something could happen. And then the, the Titans uh, yeah. traded the pick to the Rams. So the reverse RG3. So I, that'll be fun. I think we should be able to get the whole 32. We might be in the market for new fans for a couple teams. I think, like, the Carolina Panthers. I think we're looking for a new Panthers fan. So if, uh, if you're a Panthers fan, let us know or if you know one. Well, let's not call out individual fans. <laughs> and he doesn't yeah, listen still. to the podcast. He doesn't have a computer or the internet. So, oh, is that what he said? 
<laughs> yeah, he was the one who wasn't into the whole internet thing. Okay, fine. I don't remember. So you remember like all 32 guys. Like I Yeah, I mean, we get to we get together once a month, you know. Most of us. Oh, really? And I'm not yeah, invited? The, yeah, the Panthers fan doesn't show up. Yeah, so I've got a, we've had a lot of messages that people have started listening to the podcast, but we haven't really added any iTunes reviews. So if you want to help us out, the best thing you could do is review us on iTunes, even more important than listening. I, ideally, five stars. Uh, only five stars, no, actually. Don't uh, give no, us any, number, stars. any number of stars. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If, if you hate, any number if you of hate stars, us, let us know. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely if you hate us. We love haters. Let's start with the basketball stuff. You know, last night was a very interesting end to the NBA regular season. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the the big story, or at least the big story, was supposed to be the Golden State Warriors, 73 wins, the all-time greatest regular season. And then Kobe, who, uh, as he tends to do, hijacked things, uh, jacked up 50 shots, which is uh, the most in the NBA in 30 years and the, the eighth most of all time. Through those 50 shots, scored 60 points. And so it was a very Kobe-esque final game and, uh, and a fitting send-off to uh, who I have as the, the 14th best player in NBA history. So, uh, so kudos to Kobe Bryant. Uh, of course, uh, my was, I honestly also... thought it was a little sad that game. It was a little bit like Magic in the All Star game, where they weren't guarding him. It was a little bit of that, but I have to say this as somebody who hates sort of the ridiculous pomp and circumstance that has surrounded Kobe's retirement, which nobody else has ever gotten. You know, like better players have retired in the last few years. Shaq retired. Duncan's going to retire in a year or two. Now, part of this is Kobe played his whole God career in L.A. for, you know, sort of the, the highest profile NBA team. I understand all that. But I thought it was ridiculous. And yet I was sort of getting a, a, almost a little bit emotional down the stretch and, and rooting for him, actually. So, no, I got I, it, he's been out of the NBA for three years in reality or four years. <laughs> yeah, Four years, actually. Yeah. I mean, if you're not in the playoffs, you're not in the NBA in my book. Well, but he was also like a negative. I mean, he was literally the second to worst player in the NBA this year by win shares, uh, and, and by and by other stats, he was actually the worst player in the NBA. And he's literally so. twice as old. He's double the age of the worst player, right? Because he's thirty eight, and the worst player was was Emmanuel. Yeah, he more. Linda, he's more. Who, yeah, he's twice just as wasn't age. ready for the NBA. Not even fair. Yeah, <laughs> like he played like twelve games in college. I think he played in China yeah. the year before also or something. Yeah. You want to give me your MVP and your, uh, you know, all NBA teams and stuff, and I'll I'll sure. tell you if you're right or wrong. Sure. My all-NBA team, I have the guards are Stephen Curry, obviously, and then Russell Westbrook. Okay, can't argue there. And then the forwards I have, or the front court, I have Kawhi and Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. And then center, you know, I put Draymond at center. Wait, so LeBron James is not on your first team? So, you know, you saw, I think, I, I I made a chart. Uh, not a statistical chart, but a chart just of my feelings of who yeah. are the best 150 players in the NBA today. Sure. Yeah. And I still think LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. He didn't have the best season. He didn't put in the mm-hmm. most effort. You know, Steph Curry, obviously. But LeBron, push comes to shove. Who would I want on my team for one game? It would be LeBron. We saw in the NBA Finals last year, LeBron was otherworldly, whereas Curry was, was good and, and had enough of a team around him to win. So I still think LeBron is the best player in the NBA. But he wasn't based on his performance this season. And it's understandable. He didn't need to be. He, he, he saw what was needed to win a, a weak Eastern Conference, and he did just enough. And, you know, he was – his sort of his off-the-court behavior with his, you know, his subtweets of his teammates and, you know, unfollowing the Cavs, that whole – all that stuff was crazy. He didn't play defense really. The last month of the year, he really turned it on. But Kevin Durant had a, had a great bounce-back season, played the whole year. Kawhi Leonard was otherworldly, you know, both defensively and offensively. So it's very close. And so I have LeBron on the second team for that reason. I sort of, I'm punishing him for, you know, not giving it okay. his all. And again, I'm not crit- – I understand why he didn't. He yeah, did and what if he you could to. pick a frontcourt player, obviously, you just put put him there as as the third frontcourt player. Which yeah, so I put – Yeah, Because so even put the All-Star game now, you can do that. 
yeah, so the All-Star game, they've changed their formats. You don't, they don't force centers in. They still force centers for the All-NBA teams. And I'd put Draymond there, even though, of course, he's technically listed as a forward, but he plays more center than anybody else. You know, Bogut plays 18 minutes a game, and Azili, when he's healthy, plays another, you know, 18, 20 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. But Draymond plays a lot of center and can guard centers, definitely. So I put Draymond there. The second team, I have LeBron, obviously. I have Chris Paul who is also, you know, would be first team in any other year, but but Curry and Westbrook, both just incredible seasons. I have LaMarcus Aldridge, yeah, your boy again on the second team at forward. And I have Kyle Lowry as the other guard, and, and he just had an incredible, incredible season. Probably the second best player in the East this year after LeBron. And, and the Raptors were just a game short of Cleveland for the uh, one seed. And then for center, it gets pretty weak pretty quickly. I'm going to put Hassan Whiteside here. Whoa. Well, who would you put start. there? Well, yeah, he doesn't start, but look, he DeAndre Jordan. I would put DeAndre Jordan. Well, okay, so here's the thing. And I have DeAndre Jordan center on my third team. Whiteside was the most consistent guy in Miami all year. You know, Wade missed a bunch of games. Bosch missed. Does he get points for carrying my fantasy team to sixth place? Yeah, you get some credit for that. Okay. You know, the advanced stats love him, but he was the most important player this year. And again, center is still a relatively weak position. Look, Carl Anthony Towns is going to own this for the next decade plus. The second but... team, I agree. He's going to be all over that second team. <laughs> but yeah, look, Bill Simmons put him on the third team this year. I, I think that's too early for a team that won 29 games. But, you know, center's always the weak spot on the All-NBA team. So I have White Listen, Carl Anthony Towns did horrible things to uh, D-League New Orleans Pelicans last night. Yeah, he did. There was one, the best player on the court for the Pelicans where he scored 144 points last night was Omar Ashik, who, who you know, is going to be playing in Europe in September. <laughs> no, that point guard they had was uh, decent. I never heard of him, but. <laughs> oh, you never heard of him. I mean, I had to, like, I was looking at the box score and I still had to click on the guys to see what their first names were. Yeah, that's not a good sign. They had seven guys active. Like, they, if that game went to overtime, they would have, they, they theoretically could have started playing with four players. That's the case for the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, by the way, we made a bet at the All-Star break for the NBA, and uh, you ended up coming back, storming back to win that bet, going away, even though I was winning the whole year until the last couple of weeks. A lot of my teams collapsed down the stretch, and the worst defenders of all was Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies, who were 11 games above 500, and now sneak into the playoffs at 42 and 40. They have nobody. Conley's out. Gasol's out. Uh, so they're going to just be you know, utterly destroyed by your Spurs in the first round. So congratulations. You won that bet. So we're now okay. even again uh, overall on all our bets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the reason I have DeAndre on the third team is he basically had the same season he had last year. He didn't re- last year when Blake missed a few games. DeAndre really stepped it up this year. Blake missed a lot more games and DeAndre did not step it up. The team was a little bit worse. Yeah, I mean, the team hasn't showed up yet, and it's and it's April, but they could really turn it on for the playoffs like they did last year. Yeah, the problem is that they have, you know, three really amazing teams in front of them, but yeah. Um, so I have DeAndre on my third team, and then the rest of my third team, I have the forwards. I have Paul Millsap, who Atlanta took a step back from last year, but Millsap definitely grabbed the reins from Al Horford. He's the best player on that team. A lot of people are saying he's a defensive player of the year candidate. Paul George, who, you know, a very impressive comeback from injury and, you know, is again, you know, an all-star player and is great both offensively and defensively and dragged Indy back to the playoffs. And then at the guards, I have, and, and here was a little bit tough. There was sort of three guys. I thought you could have put DeMar DeRozan in here, but I did not. I put Clay Thompson because, you know, he and DeMar have similar numbers, but Clay's on a team with 73 wins and also Clay's better defensively. And then I have James Harden, whose traditional numbers are just out of this world, but he really sabotaged his team. He got his and coach he fired. He, he was lazy. He's a okay. ball hog. He doesn't play defense. Yeah. But his numbers are too hard to ignore, and, and they did make the playoffs, uh, you know, on the last day of the season. So I, uh, I I put James Harden on my third team. So those are my all-NBA teams. Do you have any other comments there, or you want to hear my, my MVP no, ballot? No, no, those are pretty reasonable. Just give me your MVP ballot. Okay, so my MVP ballot, uh, obviously Curry number one, no debate there. Mm-hmm. I, I had Durant and Westbrook in the two, three spots for a while, but in the last couple months of the season as Oklahoma City really slowed down and the Spurs kept going 
I have Kawhi leapfrog them. And so I have Kawhi in the two, Durant and Westbrook three and four, and then I have LeBron fifth, which is what he was last year also. Draymond, I have sixth, Chris Paul seven, LaMarcus Aldridge eight, Kyle Lowry nine, James Harden ten. I mean, I, I, this list goes, I have, this list goes 40 deep, so <laughs> I don't know when you want me to stop. But, so that's my MVP ballot. Okay. And who's your defensive player of the year? Kawhi's the best defensive player in the league. Draymond is, is sort of the key to that 73-win team. So you could go, either one is fine with me. But, you know, it's interesting. One thing, and, and I, you and I were talking about this a couple of days ago, when you look at uh, per minute, so obviously, you know, take into account the fact Was that they don't play the a lot. Was this in the 49-footnote email you sent to me the other day? No, you and I were talking. We, we, if you look at the the leaders in um in in advanced defensive stats per minute, that's all I look at. I generally like when no one's around. That's what I'm checking. Even at their advanced age, Tim Duncan was number one in the league yeah. this year, and Kevin Garnett was number six in the league this year. Oh, the old guys. Very impressive for two guys. I mean, I mean, Garnett can barely walk, and Duncan also. Who? So it, it is really impressive to see these old guys still pumping along. But yeah, so let's get to this week's bet. So what we're going to do is we're going to predict all of the NBA playoffs, and uh, the way we're going to do it is like this: if you get a a matchup, a correct. That's we're gonna we're gonna guess both who wins each series and the number of games. So if you get it perfect, you get five points, and for every game off, you're one off. So for example, if uh, if I say that the Warriors are gonna beat Houston in in four, I get five points if it happens. If they beat them in five, I, I get four points. If they beat them in six, I get three points, etc. And then for the next rounds, I think we'll do the same. But we'll take one point off if you have the wrong opponent. So, for example, well, hold on. I, Wait, can you make this nerdier? Here's what we're doing: first round you get one point, second round you get two. The conference no, 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 no. You just no, 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 because, no, no, make this possible to follow. This is absurd. No, no, because, Akiva. The problem with the way you do it is we're going to have the exact. And this is okay. I, I, by the way, this is the kind of thing that I say we're definitely deleting, but I'll keep it in. You can't have a bet where everything we have is the same except for one thing. Our entire bet is going to come down to, like, who wins the Atlanta-Boston series. Good. That's what it should come down to. <laughs> I'll keep track of the numbers. Don't worry. Just for each series, you have to pick a winner, and you have to pick the number of games it happens in. That's it. And if anybody wants more details on the scoring system, I'll let them know. So let's start in the East. The uh, the 1-8 matchup. Cleveland is going to play Detroit. So Cleveland-Detroit. Detroit won three out of four matchups in the regular season games. Whoa. How many of those games did LeBron play? Played three of them. Okay. He did not play obviously last night when you know when they lost in overtime. So, but but they did lose with LeBron playing a couple of times. I am going to say that that is irrelevant, and I'm going to say Cleveland wins in five, but not a sweep. I say Cleveland in five. I'm also going to pick Cleveland in five. Detroit size, uh, you know, can really give anybody in the league a problem. Ultimately, in the playoffs, they're not they're not going to be able to get enough baskets to to beat a team like the Cavs. I do think the Cavs don't really have a rotation set, right? They really don't know. And they can they can spend the Detroit series and then whoever comes out of the four or five, you know, Boston or or, or Atlanta, uh, figuring out the rotation. But who's going to play between Love, Channing Frye, Tristan Thompson, and Mozgov? Who is, you know, who's going to get uh, those minutes? And if LeBron plays the four, it's literally just one of them to go with Kyrie and, uh, you know, whoever it is, J.R. Shumpert or Deladova. LeBron hasn't really played the four as much in Cleveland as he did in Miami. And part of the problem, I think, is because they have so many big guys that if he plays the four, then you're just wasting guys on the bench. And they don't have really enough wings. I mean, you don't want to play like Matthew Deladova and J.R. Smith. Yeah, they're a weird team because they ha- they're they like old school where they have a lot of good. Like if this was 2007, they would have destroyed people because they have so many good big men. Well, LeBron James is a GM is like that guy in your fantasy league who drafts everybody who was good five years ago. Okay, so Toronto, Indiana. You know what this series is, right? What's that? This is the NBA TV special. Toronto, Indiana. Atlanta, Boston. Does anybody care about Atlanta, Boston? That game has one game on NBA TV. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) This uh, Toronto, Indiana already has two games scheduled. You know, in addition to they'll get more if they keep going. 
but they have two games scheduled for NBA TV. Atlanta dominates NBA TV, by the way. Yeah. Yes, the stretching out of these series is so out of control. The Raptors-Pacers series starts on April 16th, this Saturday. And if it goes seven, it will end in May. Yeah, it's it's really insane. Well, first of all, it's insane that they play seven games in the first round. And do, if you do, you remember the history of that? Yeah, of why they switched and when they switched. Yeah, I think after the eight one upset. No, that's not what happened. What they did. So this is in the mid two thousands when the NBA was like borderline WWE in terms of the fix being in. You know, there was all the the, the shady referees in all those Lakers series, and of course the. Mavericks. Oh no no no! WWE was way less scripted than the NBA. <laughs> yeah. So so what what happened is if you remember, it was the season in two thousand three where the Lakers, defending three time champions, got off to a terrible start. Shaq and Kobe were feuding, and it became clear that the Lakers were not going to get home court advantage in the first round. And obviously, the longer a series is, A, the less home court advantage has an impact because, you know, three out of five is 60% of the games. Four out of seven is 56% of the games. And also, of course, the longer a series is, the less likely of an upset. So the Lakers were quite clearly going to be the lower seed, but the better team. Mm -hmm. And the NBA didn't want the Lakers to lose in the first round. So in the middle of the year, at the All-Star break, they announced that that season they were changing the first round from five to seven games, which is insane. If your oh, fantasy you better, league tried you to change that out, this is not an explicit podcast. <laughs> if your fantasy league tried to change the playoff format in the middle of the season, people would go apeshit, right? Like, yeah, well, I have a rule that if you want to switch a, le- a rule in the middle of the season, it, it affects the next year. That's no, it has to be unanimous if you want to switch it. Like, if every single person agrees, then then I don't. Well, hold on. Well, this was unanimous because David Stern made the decision, and no one else had a vote. Well, it, w- it wasn't a democracy. Yeah. Although the leagues I run also are in a democracy, but I also would never change a league. But it is absolutely insane that in the middle of the year, they changed the rules to benefit the Lakers. And of course, who got screwed by this was the Timberwolves, because the Timberwolves were the four seed. The Lakers were the five seed. And the Timberwolves could have won the series in five. But when it went, but when it took four wins, the Lakers had enough time. And then also that even gets before we get to the crazy referee calls in that series. I mean, my favorite, you know, the Kings also had a lot of complaints against the Lakers and the refs that year. But my favorite was Kobe Bryant was on a fast break. And he missed the dunk. And because he missed the dunk, they called the foul. And literally, Wally Zerbeck was the closest person to him. He was about three, four feet behind him. Wally Zerbeck was so far that, like, to get the rebound, the ball bounced on the floor first. But because Kobe can't miss I'm a dunk. I'm still reeling they... that you called it a foul. But okay, keep going. Anyway, so, I, you know, so, I mean, as a Timberwolves fan, I was just incredibly bitter because they screwed the Timberwolves. The NBA, had, you know, had it in for the Lakers as they did throughout that era. And um, it just it's insane for a league to change their rules in the middle of the season to benefit a specific team once they went to seven. And it's the same when they talk about, you know, lessening the regular season, for example, in baseball or in basketball or in hockey. No league will ever do less games because that's just less revenue. Yeah, so they'll never do that. To, even though they all should, except for the NFL. Yeah. For sure, uh, which should expand to forty games. Um, I, I yeah, of course, <laughs> baseball would be would do fine. I know baseball can't cut because of the stats, but um, the NBA and, and the NHL, NHL especially, desperately need the cut. Well, games. what's what stats for most of the league's history? There was one hundred fifty four, right? I mean, for oh the first my 60 god, years. oh my god. Anyway, ATV. <laughs> no, listen, it's been so long. <laughs> Who's breaking yeah. Bonds' seventy three home runs in one hundred fifty four games? Nobody's breaking it anyway, so. Wait All right. Super um, steroids come out. So anyway, yeah. So these series, you know, nobody wants to see Cleveland, Detroit have to go as many games as, or Toronto, Indiana. So I say Toronto wins in five over Indiana. What say you? Indiana's a better coach. Oh, Dwayne Casey's done a very good job. He has former Timberwolves coach, by the way. Yeah, I, I I like Toronto in six. Okay, so see now we got a disagreement there, so that's good. I will watch zero seconds of this series unless it goes seven, though. No, well, nobody's gonna be watching much of this. Okay, so that's uh, that's the the two seven matchup we have out east. Now we get to the. The, the three, four, five, six, all of them have the exact same number of wins, uh, but some interesting uh, third and fourth level tiebreakers get involved here. Miami, the three seed, 
hosting Charlotte, the sixth seed. Charlotte with the third best record in the NBA after the All-Star break behind uh, Golden State and San Antonio. And, um, you know, Kemba Walker, who fought his way all the way up to 18th on my MVP ballot, didn't even make the All-Star team, but was really impressive. I mean, this team was basically him and Nick Batum. Al Jefferson missed most of the year. Kid Gilchrist missed the whole year. Now they're playing a Miami team that is still without Chris Bosh. This is one of the tougher matchups. I will say that they split in the regular season two to two. So uh, what's your prediction for Miami Charlotte? Yeah, I mean, I I just think that Miami has... I'm not convinced that Jefferson can really be a difference maker at this point. I think that Miami is a much better coach. Uh, Hating on my coach of the year in Charlotte, but yeah. I I mean, listen, Spolstra's really done it in the playoffs. I love a lot of the players on Charlotte. I like Jeremy Lin. Of course, I love my UConn boys, Kemba Walker and Jeremy Lamb. I think that, and the Lin and Lamb thing. Remember those like KKK singers? What's with the racism? What are you talking about? You don't remember them? There was like the KKK singers. They were like I, Lin I really and Lamb. Don't listen to white supremacist. Uh, no, it was like all over so. the papers. Like when we were kids, I think their names were Lin and Lamb or something. And they they were like they would sing about like like pop songs about terrible things that I won't mention. So I don't know. why were you listening to racist? I, I never. I know I've never heard their songs. First of all, you couldn't hear. It wasn't like there was YouTube. You couldn't like hear their songs then. It was just like there would be articles in the New York Post about them and stuff. If you're familiar with these songs, uh, don't email us in because you probably hate Jews. So. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. I don't think it was just Jews. I think it was like every. Well, I know. I'm just saying. But, but you hate us. So sure. Yeah, yeah you're probably not even listening. Yeah. So Miami, Charlotte. So they split in the regular season. They have the exact same record. Yeah. Miami in five. Wow. Come here. I have Miami in seven. I, I could see anything happening in this series. To me, this is the uh, biggest toss up of all the first round series. Uh, including the next one, which is Atlanta and Boston. Also, both 48 and 34. Atlanta won the regular season series 3-1. to one. I think Atlanta's going to win this series. I'll say in six. What about you? Oh, boy. Uh, no, Boston's definitely winning this series. It, it just seems like they can't lose. Brad, their coach is too good to lose in this series. President Brad Stevens, president-elect Brad Stevens. Listen to Bill Simmons too much. But, I mean, do you see, like, you know how many times this year they've been down 20? And did you yeah, see the like game? Yes, they were down 25. Yeah. Yeah. And the game was over, and then they came back and won by double digits. Um, I have Boston in six here. I think Atlanta's got no shot. If we were doing the bet the way you did, uh, everything would come out of that one series, so, which is silly. All right, now we go to the West, where there's a huge divide between the top four teams and the next four teams. So there's not going to be a lot of drama in the first round, probably. In fact, and you'll see the regular season, there was no drama in any of these series either. We have Golden State and Houston. Golden State swept the regular season series. I say they will sweep Houston in the first round. What about you? Oh, no question. There's there's no chance Houston wins a game in this series. All right. You know what? There's even less of a chance. San Antonio, who swept Memphis in the regular season, and Memphis was healthy for some of those games. Yeah, there's a tiny chance that the Spurs could like literally rest a lot of players and lose game three or four in Memphis. Oh, the, the Spurs are arresting guys in playoff games. <laughs> you Listen, they're old. They're really old. They could be up 3 nothing and, like, sit like Diaw and Parker. If they sweep, they'll have two weeks off anyway. I know, but they could. Here's the thing. I was just thinking about this before we started. If the Spurs didn't play uh, Kawhi, Aldridge, Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker, so the starting five except take out Ginobili and leave Denny Green in. And so they're playing, you know, West, Boban, Boris with Patty Mills, uh, Andre Miller, Kevin Martin, Jonathan Simmons, Kyle Anderson. I believe that team would beat Memphis. The current I think Memphis they'd be team, favored. for sure. Yes. Most of the they, Memphis players were not in the NBA two yeah. months ago. Jordan Farmer was playing guys. in your neighborhood. Yeah, they're only missing two guys. Well, they're, they're missing their best and second best players, and they're missing a bunch of guys on their bench also. And they did get rid of but, Courtney Lee for kind of no reason. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the Spurs, I, I have the, I'll pick them in five, but obviously it wouldn't shock me if they swept. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, all right. OKC Dallas, another series that uh, OKC swept in the regular season for nothing. I will uh, give Dallas a uh, one win here. I'll say Dallas. I'll say Dallas wins one. OKC in five. 
Yeah, Dallas's coach is incredible. I, you know, I, I don't take lightly the fact that even though they have garbage players on their team, that they can, they're going to give OKC a tough game and be, like they'll get blown at once. And then I just think that at the end of you know Westbrook and Durant will just win a couple of games at the end. I'll pick uh, OKC in six. Oh wow! So you yeah. think Dallas has kind of a chance here? Kind I mean, chance. Rick Carlisle is incredible as an in-game well, coach. He's, he, he's he didn't do anything in the regular season. OKC won all four games. So. Mm-hmm. All right. He's, he's saving it. Let's move on to the final first round series. But again, you know, there, there's 10 games separating these teams. Uh, the Clippers, a heavy, heavy favorite over the Portland Trailblazers. This series was not a sweep. The only one in the West that was not. Uh, the Clippers won three out of four against Portland in the regular season. I think they'll continue that. I say Clippers in five. Yeah, Clippers in five. No, uh, I, I think the Clippers turn it on for this first round. Uh, I think Portland's in over their head in this series. No, you know what? Uh, Clippers in six. I just think that the Clippers, old, even though the Clippers are so much better, they just have so many games where they basically don't show up that it's hard to predict them in any series to win in five. You think we get a little more drama in the first round. You only have one sweep, and you have uh, half the series going at least six games. So that's the first round. Now let's move on to the second round, uh, where we have uh, one different matchup. We'll start with that one. I have Cleveland playing Atlanta in the second round. You have Cleveland playing Boston. Yeah, okay, so you go first. All right, so I think that Cleveland will beat Atlanta. Uh, Cleveland swept Atlanta in the regular season 3 nothing. Uh, whereas Boston actually beat Cleveland uh, 2 out of 3 in the regular season. I say Cleveland beats Atlanta in yeah, 5. And I agree that you. Cleveland would rather play Atlanta than Boston. I feel like it's they're just like a known mediocrity, whereas Boston, like their players are worse, but their system and coach is so much better. And they play with a lot of grit and moxie. And we're all about grit and moxie on this podcast. Cavs over Boston in 6. Now we have Toronto and Miami. We both agree that that'll be the 2-3 the matchup in the East. Toronto took three out of four against Miami in the regular season. What happens to the playoffs? Yeah, also, Toronto in six. I mean, if Miami had Bosch, I do think... I, I'm not so sure like how Whiteside's going to handle this, being like a major playoff contributor. I do think like Miami has so many weapons that even you know when Wade is, is on, he'll carry them, and the Knights he's not. I do think they can win without him. But ultimately, Toronto is a better team. So Toronto in six. Golden State against the Clippers, the one-four matchup in the West, and the West will be much better, uh, you know, as soon as we get past the first round. When oh yeah, this, be, uh... these are two like epic matchups. Even, I mean, Golden yeah. State, the Clippers isn't really epic in the sense that it could be a sweep. They hate, for sure. they hate each other. It's they a good hate rivalry. each other. Despise yeah. each other. The Warriors swept every single good team this year, uh, including the Clippers. So they they beat them all four times in the regular season. You know, other than the Spurs, um, mm-hmm. who who they were three and one against. But you know, they swept pretty much every other top team. Their losses were to you know to mediocre teams, or even worse. And you know, like they lost the Lakers, obviously. Okay, so Golden State and the Clippers coming off a season sweep. Uh, do the Clippers get any wins here? No, I'm going to say Golden State sweeps the Clippers. I mean, wow. The thing with that, the Clippers is when they lose those first two games in Golden State, then I just think they're going to be demoralized. And we saw what happens. They can be demoralized up 3-1, the Clippers. That's how messed up the team is, right? Yeah. I mean, the, their their whole locker room and everything situation is such a mess. Do they make do they make a do they make a big switch in the offseason, whether it's it's Blake or DeAndre or, or somebody? Everybody thought they would last I, year. I think it just seems like Doc is untouchable. So it would have to come from a player. Uh, so I, I think Blake would be on the market, more likely DeAndre. I mean, here let's, here's the thing. You can't be as good as, as Golden State right now, and you can't even be as good in, as the Spurs. And you don't have LeBron James. So so then what's the point of getting rid of somebody? And that's what I'm saying. Keep everyone and just be happy that you're the fifth best team in the NBA, which they are. Yeah. And, and just hope. What, I mean, think about it. Guys there is a team that has two top five players and some other really good players like Serge Ibaka. And they have, like, no chance to win the NBA title this year. Yeah, it's insane. They're perfectly healthy. Yeah, let's They get might even series. have a decent coach. Let's get to that series. Spurs OKC, you know, they they split in the regular season. 
I think that this is going to be a really good series. Obviously, the Spurs are going to be favored. Well, what's your well, prediction? To be here? fair, they did split, but the Spurs won one game where the the, the Thunder didn't bring their starters, and they and yeah. they needed overtime, and they were down eighteen. Uh, I, I think the Thunder win the series in seven. If you've wow. watched the, if you've watched the Spurs Thunder series the last couple of years, the th- the Spurs went up two nothing. And then the Thunder won. Um, then the Thunder won four in a row. The year that they made the only year they made the finals, right? You just and, said the team has no chance of winning the NBA finals, and now you have them beating the Spurs with you know the. Oh yeah, the but greatest. then they're gonna then they're gonna get destroyed in the next round. Wow. And then and they would probably lose to Cleveland. Now you're always negative on your teams. Yeah, but uh, wait, so why would they, why would they lose to Cleveland if they beat the Spurs? Wait, just a different matchup. The Spurs don't have LeBron James. Here, wow. okay, here's the deal. At the, the Spurs system. I mean, Kawhi Leonard can shut down Durant as well as anybody can. He'll make him, he'll make him work for his 25 uh, points. First of all, the one thing I wanted to say about the OKC Dallas series, and now I'm getting serious, is the, is the uh, Rick Carlisle-Billy Donovan matchup is by far the most interesting coaching matchup in the, matchup in the first round because we know Carlisle's a genius, but Donovan, a lot of people think stinks. Some people think like he's improving. We knew Scotty Brooks was terrible. It'll be interesting if they can if Donovan can squeeze something out of them in the playoffs. So they do have a high ceiling because their coach might be good. He also might be terrible. And it's possible that the Pops and Carlisles of the world, I mean, to make the finals, he'd have to go through Carlisle, Popovich, and Kerr. That's forgetting about the players. That's a pretty serious coaching trio. So now talking about the Spurs-Thunder series, I, I so, okay, so you go back. So the Thunder, what happened was the Spurs had a better team. But ultimately, the Spurs system relies on making you take really bad shots. They're a historically good defensive team this season. They allowed 92.9 points per game. Only one other team allowed less than 98, and that was the Jazz who, uh, you know, they showed how good their defense was last <laughs> night when they let Kobe Bryant's corpse score 60 points. I, I think that ultimately Kevin Durant is six foot eleven, so you can't really guard him. You can get in his face, but it doesn't matter. If, you know, when, he has, when he's feeling it, he's just going to score, and that's what happened. They played Durant perfectly. In those games five and six, uh, uh, in uh, three years ago when they were up, I guess now four years ago when they were up 2-0, and ultimately Durant just became unstoppable. They also had the, the one game where Ibaka went ten for ten from the f- from the floor, and they won. Yeah, but that's the last time. Yes, they lost okay. OKC. Well, they they didn't play them the last two years because one year OKC yeah. lost all their guys, and then last year the Spurs lost in the first round. So then the next year they went up two. They they at two two Ibaka was suspended for the next couple games, and or he was injured. Yeah, but these Spurs are much better than those Spurs were. I mean, these okay. Spurs added LaMarcus but, Aldridge. But I think the Thunder are better also. I think Westbrook is much better than he was the, the I mean, few years ago. I mean, Ibaka is dramatically worse than he was a couple I of years ago. I just think they use him differently. I'm not sure Ibaka at like 25 is that one. The Spurs' biggest weakness on the whole team is their point guard's defense. And that went from bad to unplayable this year, where Tony Parker just isn't fast enough defensively or, or, you know, doesn't have the defensive chops to keep up with the Russell Westbrooks and the Chris Pauls. And they play Patty Mills a lot. And Patty Mills is an incredible offensive player for a backup point guard, but he's an atrocity on defense. Yeah. So, and their third point guard is Andre Miller. So you can play. So you, what you can do is you can actually put Kawhi Leonard on, on Westbrook and then you and then you then you put like Boris Diaw for a lot of the game. On, well, but this is my question, Kevin. Do they yeah. need because they have such a great defensive system as a team, right? Even though they don't have a great defensive point guard, they're gonna you know he's gonna lose the guy. And if he's a spot up shooter like Steph Curry, you can be in trouble. Although you know, which is why they put Kawhi on Curry. But, no, because Westbrook but, gets to, Westbrook gets to the 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 basket and either scores or gets fouled. 
and he hits every free throw. And Aldridge is, and Duncan are getting the foul trouble. Yeah, Bill Simmons said on his podcast yesterday, which is really interesting, Westbrook is the third worst three-point shooter in the history yeah, of the Yeah, he's a horrible. We, I was, we were just talking about this the other day. He took almost as many threes as Kobe. Yeah. You you want him to shoot. Yeah, so say, so sag off. But he's not. not no, but when you have a bad defender, that's not when you, you play it against like a softer zone or something like that. Like, it's not that he's going to get open threes. He can get them. And of course, the Spurs want him to, to take long twos and open threes. Yeah. But he can't hit them. He's I don't think in the playoffs he's going to take them. And again, you can't really All coach right. him. You can't stop him from taking them. He's like a he's like a good version of Antoine Walker, but a really good version of Antoine Walker. But I mean, I'm just I just mean from a, like a three point standpoint. You know, it's interesting. Like an injury to an OKC player obviously ends the series for them. Dunk, you know, Durant, uh, Westbrook, or even Ibaka, and they seem to be injury prone in the playoffs the last five years. Whereas the Spurs, even if the Spurs lost like Lamar- Lamarcus Aldridge, that wouldn't mean that would mean that they couldn't beat OK- uh, Golden State, but it wouldn't mean they couldn't beat OKC. Uh, so that, even though you have OKC beating them, help. yeah, I'm just saying that they don't. You just you're so negative on your teams. Uh, listen, it's good to set the bar low and jump over it. Sometimes uh, there are a lot of yeah. there's just a lot more variables for OKC, but I think it's reasonable to pick the Thunder in seven. Well, the Spurs are old. Like even if they have a cakewalk in the first Look, round, I have I have this series going to seven. Also, I just think the Spurs are going to win it, and I think it's more likely that the Spurs win in five or six than that OKC. I wins. do think that people are starting to realize that Boban is not just like this. Boban Marjanovic is not just this like hilarious <laughs> player who I oh he had a great he had a great game last he's night. He's really good. Like he should be playing. David West takes. Do you know you know the Spurs took the most long twos in the NBA this year by far, because uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah. I mean, he happens to hit them, but Lamarcus Aldridge's yeah, game Lamarcus is Aldridge long twos. Game. Tony Parker's game is long yeah. twos, and David West's Tony game Parker is long also. twos. So, yeah. and Kawhi will take them. So they re- and and Duncan he doesn't really take long twos. He takes those media range twos. But um, I you know it's so. I'd like to see better shot selection from the Spurs, and I also think that Boban is a secret weapon who will grab every rebound and actually can, you know, uh, score if he passes the ball. So it would be fun. So if how we- high yeah. should we take Boban? So tonight, and I don't know if this podcast is going to come out in time for uh, for listeners to to get involved if they wanted to. But we have a. Uh, you're actually not doing it this year because you said it. It detracts from your focus yeah, on the Spurs. I'm not doing it. I'm we have we have out a fantasy league. Yeah, we have an NBA playoffs fantasy league, and you know you you get the the points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, etc. But it's a cumulative number, which means that a backup on the Warriors is going to be more valuable than a star on a team, you know, than Dirk Nowitzki or whoever who's going to lose in the first round. How high should Boban be taken then? Do you think he's going to get serious playing time? Well, here's the problem. When you look at the Spurs per game averages, it's not really representative of what's going to happen in the playoffs because a lot of that is the fact that they rest a bunch of their starters often, which means the backups get to come in and put up bigger numbers. But in an yeah, or like a game, good player, sometimes will just like fall out of the rotation for a week for rest, basically. Yeah, exactly. But in the playoffs, all their good players are going to play at least 30 minutes, if not more. And so I don't even know, like Kyle Anderson, who seems to play every time I watch the Spurs. Does he even get on the court in the oh, playoffs? He's not going to sniff the court. I, I mean, I guess you could say, is he the backup small forward over? I think they play like the two point guards together or they play Ginobili and Green together. You know, Ginobili really is the backup point guard on offense and Mills plays off the ball and then just defense. They yeah. switch. I wish yeah. every team was the Spurs. I got a lot to say about the Spurs. I, I, I'm very excited for the playoffs, but I think ultimately it's like when there's like a 15-1 team in the NFL and like you had a great season, but you're going to go into Foxborough or you're going to go into Denver and you just know they're better than you and you're going to lose. And that's what Golden State is. All right. So now we have two series in which we have a disagreement. You have Boston beating Atlanta in the first round. I have Atlanta being Boston and you have the Thunder beating the Spurs here in the second round and I have the Spurs beating the Thunder. So we are going to get different matchups in the Western Conference Finals. So let's start there. I have Golden State playing the San Antonio Spurs. I think it's going to be an incredible series again. I think it's going to go seven again. I think the Warriors are going to win. But and here's the thing. I think I told you this the other day. I don't think 
if you ask me today, are the Golden State Warriors going to win the NBA Finals this year? I would say no. I would take the field over the Warriors. I think their odds are slightly under 50%. The problem is... But you're, no if you're saying it, that, you're saying that Curry just gets worn out in the playoffs, basically, again. No, I'm just saying, look what happened last year, right? Last year, it took a lot of fortuitous bounces for them to win, and they, they didn't win that easily. Well, they won, they won six, easily until the finals where they played down to... But okay, we see that but all the time. They, we they, see got, guys, to avoid we the, see they got to avoid the Spurs, and mm-hmm. when they played Cleveland, they got to avoid Cleveland's second and third best players. Mm-hmm. You know, well, this year it would be their second and fourteenth best players, but it's the same. Yeah. So, um, so you know, I think I just think in every individual matchup, the war I can't pick against the Warriors. Although I haven't said my finals pick yet, but you know, overall, I, I really don't think I don't think they're going to win the title. I just think Steph Curry, who just had you know one of the most uh, you know historic seasons in NBA history, it's very hard to rely on them in the playoffs. And um, you know, I think it's once in a lifetime what we saw from him, and he'll definitely have several games in the playoffs where he drops you know ten threes and fifty points. But it'll also have games where he shoots, you know, seven for 24 and they lose. So uh, I think he'll have a couple of those against San Antonio. I think they'll sneak it out. I have Golden State in seven. You have Golden State OKC. So uh, who wins that match? Uh, Golden you? State in five. Five. OK, so so you think it's pretty easy. And uh, and then we have Cleveland and Toronto. <sighs> I mean, the, the East has just been so boring the whole season. But, uh, you know, Toronto quietly. I mean, look, Toronto's backcourt. One of the better backcourts, frankly, that we've seen in a long time. Uh, obviously, it, it doesn't compare to Curry and Clay, but Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, as good a backcourt as, as there is in the league other than that, they have, you know, th- they're a very deep team. They added Damari Carroll, who was the best player for the Hawks in parts of the playoffs last year. And, you know, they, they have Valencia. They call him, they call him JV on the, uh, on the broadcast. All right, whatever. Yeah, no, JV is a lot easier to pronounce. I, I really like Toronto, but I just I can't pick against LeBron. I'm going to say Cleveland here. And uh, Toronto won the regular season series two to one. I think they'll win two more in the playoffs. I think they'll lose at home in game six. So I have a uh, Cleveland. Yeah, I'm going to pick Cleveland in seven. I do think that Toronto is going to give them fits. But ultimately, I think they're not good enough that LeBron can't ultimately win them to a will them to a win. But if it's going to seven, so you think Toronto has like a like a 35, 40 percent chance at least of actually winning. The yeah, series. they have some equity. They have some equity to win. Yeah, for sure. They're a live dog. All right. So we both have uh, the same a rematch of last year's NBA Finals. You know, last year, LeBron really put up uh, his, his performance in the finals was one of the greatest things we've ever seen in our lives. It was better than any finals performance by by MJ or, or, or any other great in our lifetime. What about you know, Dwayne? Duncan, what about Kobe, Dwayne Wade when he won the title himself? Not better yeah. than that. Yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne Wade just camped out at the free throw line for four days because, mm-hmm. you know, um, what LeBron did was, was just unbelievable. The fact that that Andre Iguodala won the the Finals MVP over him is is one of the most ridiculous awards in the history of, of awards in any sport. I mean, it was a joke uh, when you compare the numbers Iguodala put up to the numbers LeBron put up. Uh, which, all the, by the way, is part of the reason I think that like like the ABA of old, uh, the award should not be for the the Finals MVP. It should be playoffs MVP. You take into account what a guy did over the whole four rounds of the playoffs. And uh, if that was the case, you know, LeBron obviously. Uh, that's a good would point. You should use that as an icebreaker on your next date. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on, because not only that, but then I can mention secondarily on my date, except it would be over, of course, by then, that I have a chart listing who should have been the playoffs MVP every single year in NBA history, going back to nineteen. Do you rank? So. Do you rank un- like ridiculous things? I mean, you you only rank ridiculous things. Do you rank like other things in your life also? Like what? Like when you're yeah. in college, did you like rank the high, like the hundred like uh, most dateable girls and stuff like that? No, but there was a ranking that uh, you know I transferred from from Yeshiva University, a Jewish parochial school, of course, to the University of Pennsylvania, and my my friends, a couple of friends of mine who have actually been guests on this podcast, Harold, uh, uh, who was our Jetsa, one of our Jets uh, guests earlier this season, 
Harold uh, calls me one day and he's with his roommate, uh, Uri Berger, who I think this is his second mention on the podcast as well. Uh, Harold calls me and says, Uri and I were having a debate. I don't remember which one of them was on which side. Maybe they can chime in and let us know. But one of them said, I think that you are the blank most religious person uh, in most religious Jew on the campus at Penn, whatever, 20th, 10th, 30th, whatever it was. And the other one has said, no way, he's not even in the top 50 or whatever it and was. And so you ranked, so they asked you me, ranked how religious no, the so, Jews so, 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 so they asked me, and I mentioned this as a joke to some friends of mine at dinner the next night, and then it became a running joke among my friends. They'd sort of sit in the Hillel dining room, and everybody who'd walk in, they'd give them a ranking. Oh, okay. And so, we, yeah, we, we had a whole ranking. But I, I didn't actually make a joke. But you don't. You don't like, uh, hey, I want to like date this person or marry this person. Let me make like a list of reasons or... You don't like rank things at work. Well, or... I, I mean, I, I already have a wife, so. <laughs> I mean, like when you were a kid, like you, you don't, you don't have, you didn't rank, you didn't rank things that were, like. Uh, oh no, I definitely do. Non sports related. I, I things. Oh no, I definitely do. You know, like for example, I have rankings of TV shows and of movies and of, of cities and of restaurants. Okay, but those are all like not that, real so things. Do you sure. rank real life things also? What, well, like rank my family members who yeah, I like the most. Like, like that. Do I don't know, but it would have to be a longer list like that. You could do in your head. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you have I like, I mean, like here's that where I want to move, like after the Upper East Side. Like. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, I, oh, I have charts of different neighborhoods. That you do sort of with a whole bunch of cat. Yeah. What's number one right Schools, now? Where, I, where are you prices. I don't know if I knew I would have moved there already. So. Okay. I, I would say the leader in the clubhouse would be uh, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the northern suburbs of uh, of New York City. So you know Westchester County, things like oh, that. Oh, I thought you meant Riverdale. But you're saying the suburbs. Oh, oh Riverdale. Uh, you know, and, and, and anywhere north of Manhattan, south of upstate New York. Okay, fine. Say. Fair enough. And he's a leader in the clubhouse. And we're from I'm like not going the city. So when we say upstate New York, we literally just mean outside of New York City. Yeah. New York Magazine today published a, uh, an article about a poll that said, what is upstate New York? Oh, man. And By the people way, disagree. No, people are like shutting the podcast off and throwing their iPhone <laughs> down. Because of this okay, upstate so you, New York. you define upstate New York as anywhere above the city? No, correct? but I think like per, like New York provincial New Yorkers kind of do like maybe okay. past so, so the options were the options were yeah anything above New York City anything above Westchester County anything above Poughkeepsie not even the fourth option was yeah, that, yeah go ahead I'm, so I don't so know you would say anything about Westchester County basically All right, fine we're not going to discuss this because yeah, nobody cares all right so let's get to the NBA Finals the Golden State Warriors the Cleveland Cavaliers. A rematch. Hopefully, you guys will be healthier than last year. Last year, as we said, historic LeBron performance dragged the series to six somehow. And, and frankly, they could have won if they got a little bit uh, better luck. And that was with Matthew Delamadova and, and, and Mozgov as you know the best players on Cleveland after LeBron. This year, hopefully, they're getting something out of Kyrie or Love. Of course, this year the uh, Warriors were even better. Let's uh, say the you. Warriors in five. I think that the Cavs give them problems, but ultimately they melt, you know, their two through 15, the lesser players melt down, uh, you know, when they win, when they lose like a tough game two to go down to nothing. I can't pick Cleveland to win, but I think if it went to six last year and, and Cleveland has to be much better this year, I mean, they have to be, they can't be worse. So, although of course LeBron could be worse because you know what he did was otherworldly, but LeBron has also really turned it on. The last month of the season, he's probably been the MVP of the league. Although it's sort of too little, too late for the award on the season as a whole. But I mean, his numbers have been incredible. He's shooting over sixty percent and shooting over fifty percent from threes uh, since mid March. So he's really turned it on. If he keeps that going, I just think that they, they're not going to be worse than last year. So I'm going to say it's going to go to six. I'm going to take Golden State as well. So we really don't have a lot of disagreement here. We only have two series that we disagree on. So it, it'll really come down to sort of the games in terms of who's going to win this bet and, and, I'll, and i'll update as time goes on but i'm very excited for the nba playoffs this year i really am no it should be awesome there's a couple duds in the east Con eastern conference in the first round 
it, it doesn't ultimately matter because none of these teams are going to the finals, but at least there's questions there. There's no questions in the first round. Right. Of the West. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. The playoffs will really get going in the second round at West. That's when things are going to get exciting. That, those other than Cleveland, maybe Toronto, that's where you see the four best teams. Yeah. But you're not excited so. about Toronto, Indiana either or, or Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody's ever excited. About Even that. the 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 Hawks fans. Should we re- should we read the email that the Nets sent my friend? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, your friend is a, a prospective uh, Nets. Yeah, we we've holder. we've owned like season tickets to stuff before. He's a prospective. I won't say his name. He's a prospective uh, Nets season ticket holder. I just read some of the email that they're like so thirsty for him to buy Nets season tickets. They're begging. By the way, before can we just say, is there a team that has a worse future? In the NBA right now than the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, at least they're in Brooklyn in a in like a decent stadium. Is there a team you'd less rather be a fan of? Pelicans. Well, they have Anthony Davis. They have one of the best three or four players in the league. Yeah, but ultimately, like they haven't been able to build anything around them. He's gonna leave. It's- Last year they made the playoffs. What does Brooklyn have? Brooklyn doesn't even have any draft picks for the next five years. Yeah, the ownership the ownership situation isn't great, I don't think. Not that the Nets is also because I do think Prokhorov gives up eventually on the Nets. Like he's not there already has. Yeah. Uh, He only comes in for a few games a year. Um, Okay. So he says, uh, you know, I know that the Nets aren't good. This guy writes to my friend, but I bet if you had the chance to go back to August 20, uh, 2004, you jump, you jump at it. You're probably wondering why I picked that day. That's the day Google dropped its IPO at $54.10 per share. Today, it trades at $750.52. The same $6,600 investment in season tickets would now be worth, he said work, but he meant worth, over $90,000. That's not how season tickets work, by the way. I'm not sure he's aware of that. (laughs) (laughs) Like... <laughs> yeah, you invest it, and then as the team gets better, it grows. Yeah, so you buy one seat, and it's as the team gets better, you don't get like yeah, you don't get like more seats. Yeah. It's bananas. Uh, now, I'm not saying we're Google stock. Also, I love how they compare themselves to the. Uh, oh, he's not comparing himself. No, he is, but, but he's that, not. but that's what can happen when you buy low. If I had a DeLorean to go back to the future, I'd invite you to join in with me. So, if we could go back to the future, we wouldn't like kill Hitler or go back to like the Stone Age and see some friggin' dinosaurs or something. We would go back to 2004 and buy some Nets season tickets. That's what we're going to do, okay? Uh, <laughs> but not Google stock, just Nets season tickets. I want to go back and, and, and ride a dinosaur, like get, take a ride on a T-Rex. And this guy's going back yeah. to see, uh, to see uh, I don't know, the, the Brooke Lopez's rookie season or something. But I, I, <laughs> but I believe in Sean Marks, and you should too. Now is the time to get in. As we have found out in the past, one big move can cause major changes to our pricing. Yeah, you could keep losing and no one comes. You have to charge more to the three idiots who are still coming. Don't be on the outside yeah. when things hit big. Jump in the DeLorean with me and let's enjoy this ride together. He posted a picture of Doc Brown in the DeLorean. Uh, looking forward to hear from you. The guy's a really tough job. He's selling shit. Yeah, and you know what the problem with, this, with the ticket sales, you know, sales job is? If you sell out your tickets, they just fired the whole ticket staff for that year. <laughs> That's what teams do. Like, you have no job. Well, it's, like, the Redskins, the Redskins have done that. Not everyone They're always that. the first to go. Like, if there's a strike, they're the first guys to get fired because they, they work on commission, and I think it's easy to find kids just out of college who are willing to try that job. So those guys uh, are always the first to go. Um, do we have anything else? So, yeah, please send in your 100 greatest TV shows. That's going to be a really fun. And by fun, I mean long. I don't even know, know how we're going to do it. How should we do it? Like, am I going to read 100 and then you read 100? Then I read 99 or am I going to read 10? Or should I just read my list and you sort of go along and say like. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm just I'm still I'm still thinking about how sad it is to be a uh, to 
be a Brooklyn Nets fan. I have a friend who's a Brooklyn Nets fan. So, uh, you know, as I said, I, I posted the the 150 best players uh, in the NBA right now, according to me. And and this friend of mine who's a Nets fan, uh, you know, uh, people are chiming in with their comments, their opinions. I think this guy should be higher. This guy should be lower, et cetera. And my friend who's a Nets fan, he, this is all he posts. I love the Brooke Lopez inclusion. Thanks for giving me something to smile about as a Nets fan. He loves the fact that I included Brooke Lopez among the 150 best players in the NBA. That's funny. That's all he had to Listen, say. Listen, you gotta take you gotta take it where you can get it. <laughs> that's really sad. We're not gonna we're not gonna end this podcast talking about Brooke Lopez. So so that's this week's podcast. Send us in your lists if you want to or participate as next week we rank the hundred greatest television shows in the history of the medium. And then, you know, also if if you're a fan of an NFL team and you want to get involved in our uh, NFL draft extravaganza two weeks from now, let one of us know on Twitter. It's either Kiev twenty six or HS or ninety nine. Yeah. The now a uh, follower full Kiev twenty six. Major social media Follower mogul. Full. I got, I got, uh, I jumped up uh, 200 followers since last week. No joke. <sighs> mogul. Uh, what percentage of your followership is, uh, is it compared to your sister's? It's a quarter. Oh, can I read yeah, this tweet from my sister? Did you ever get a translation, by the way? Yeah, well, somebody, okay. So she wrote, just BC, because I'm not a Jasper ACC anymore, doesn't mean I don't like them. I love to them. I think that's just a typo. I'm just a. Uh, Troy ACC now SMH smack in my head. So she's not it's a it's shake, just shake. It's sh- wait, hold on. It's shaking my head. Smacking my head. Who's smacking themselves? Know. So she's not a Jasper anymore. Yeah. All right. So here's here's my assumption. She's just a one of the teams in the ACC might have changed their nickname and mm-hmm. at one point was the Jaspers. Sure. And, and your sister was making a ranking of like 1940s all you know ACC yeah, basketball. She's not teams. a big sports fan. She doesn't follow sports right. at all. All right. She's never been to a Jets game with my friend. Am I, am I the only one who's made such a chart? Yeah. Okay. So what's the answer? What, what's the Jasper ACC? What does that mean? So someone translated for me. And the problem is, like, I retweeted. And then these, like, these people, they get involved. Like, I have to, like, let them realize, like, you are tweeting to a 14-year-old girl. Like, I can do it because she's my sister. But I'm not sure you want to be doing this. Anyway, this guy tweeted, uh, she means she is no longer a fan account for Joe Sugg and Casper Lee. She's now just a fan account. Right. Well, what? Who? She... she Okay. What? Who are these people? Okay. A Joe Sugg. Okay. She means she's no longer a fan account for Joe Sugg and Casper Lee. I know because I've asked her that Joe Sugg uh, is a uh, he's like a YouTube guy, you know, who has like a couple million followers on YouTube. All right. This is a worse conversation than my Brooke Lopez conversation. Yeah. He's a bro- he's a British, and I think Casper Lee's a sidekick. She made me watch if a few of the care, videos. They if are you care about Joe Sugg and Casper Lee. You're not listening to this. Yeah. What's called the videos were five minutes long, but they were interminable. They're British. And they're not funny. She said, so she's not a fan of, of Suggy and Casper Lee anymore. She's now a fan account for Troy Sivan. That's the guy who retweeted her viral video. That oh, that's what who made her famous. So what, wasn't she yeah. already a fan of his? Yeah, but she I'm was she was all about the Sug life back then. She was a Joe Sug guy. Sug life. She's not she about have a the tattoo? Sug life anymore. How many tattoos does your sister have? No, of course she has no <laughs> tattoos. Ooh, my dad would get so mad. <laughs> what if your sister got a tattoo yeah i feel like first of all you get kicked out of school like the type of school she goes to for getting a tattoo yeah here's the deal i'm funny enough where i can i can swing that into a conversation and and have it sound okay but you're not at that level but you're just like copying me and think like <laughs> oh akiva can get away with it and you don't <laughs> have my ridiculous. podcast charms that i do that all like right. i can say it and people will laugh your when podcast you say it, lucky charms yeah well it's funny because in in real life I feel like in re- in real life like I, people are like like repelled by like when I would say something like not, not I'm saying just in general like in real life you're probably way more charming than me but in 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 like the internet world I feel you have, like you have better podcast charms 
Do you have anything else to say? We're already way too long on, on this. We got very excited for 100, uh, 100 Greatest TV Shows. Super excited for the draft. That should be a... Nah, let's sign off. This has gone on too long. Uh, say something nerdy. Oh, no, no, no. What about... What, we didn't even talk about how we made... We had, we made uh, you made a Mount Rushmore of every athlete from, from every state. Like Atlanta, like Alaska, you made a, a Mount Rushmore of Alaska, which is like Trajan Langdon, <laughs> Sarah Palin... <laughs> She was a basketball player, I think, or she was a basketball uh, reporter. She was worked. a basketball player in high school. She was a reporter, and she had some kind of relationship with Glenn Rice. Allegedly. So uh, Sports Illustrated in the like the late 90s? 1999, I think, yeah. Yeah, just about. 99 or 2000. If you're still Boozer. listening to this, you remember that. You don't need yeah, to so, uh, so they they ranked the 50 greatest athletes from every state, like once a week. And it was like a big deal in 2000 because like, the internet wasn't so exciting yet, and people were bored. So I would like wait for the Sports Illustrated every week. I'd be like, "Ooh, who's the fifty? Who are the fifty greatest athletes from Mississippi?" Anyway, so Alaska's was like number sixteen. Like once hit a free throw during a pickup game. It was insane. And our friend, uh, our friend Josh Grashen from Alaska, did not make the top fifty, even though he was like, uh, he was pretty uh, decent, like sixth man in uh, in high school yeshiva basketball. But even more importantly, he's like one of the great softball center fielders of all time. He doesn't even play center field. I've been on his team for the last few years. Well, he did. Now he's an old man. He's 32. But like when we he was the best player on our team when when I was in a softball league with him. Uh, Anyway, Uh, uh, you can't spell whatever without ATV. Goodbye. No, you you can't. You can't. You can't have a separate little slogan here. No, I think that's my new thing. You can't spell whatever without ATV. Yeah. By the way, uh, when I made my uh, all time NBA teams by state, Alaska was not last because at least they had Mario Chalmers. Vermont has never had a player in the NBA. Yeah, and New Hampshire's only had one. New Hampshire's only had Matt Bonner. Uh, New Hampshire's only had Matt Bonner, that's right. Maine has had Jeff Turner. Actually, he played nine years in the league. Pretty long career. But uh, yeah, Vermont, no NBA players, as uh, Don Trump would say. Sad. Whatever. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.